I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So first up for today, we are going over the seaweed blob. I don't know if you guys have been seeing headlines about it, but the headlines are calling it a blob. So that's what we're going with, uh, the technical term. We also are going to go over a bunch of different news stories that have come out in the past like week or so that have to do with women's rights and lack thereof. So let's get into it. So first of all, the seaweed blob. We don't have any mini stories today, so we were just jumping right in. There is a giant blob of seaweed. It's a type called Saragassum, and it is floating in the ocean, and it's so large that you can see it from space. It is 5,000 miles wide, and for reference, that is twice the width of the United States. The seaweed blob is now headed for Florida and the surrounding areas. It stands to completely cover the beaches, and not only that, But seaweed, when it's washed onto the shore, is stinky as it rots and is not appealing for the incoming spring breakers. So luckily, they are able to collect this seaweed and mix it into dirt as a type of fertilizer, as it is super nutrient rich. But that said, the stinky air can actually be a health hazard. It releases hydrogen sulfide, which makes it harder to breathe and can irritate your eyes and nose. Health experts recommend not touching or eating the seaweed for a variety of health and safety reasons. Anyone with breathing issues in these areas should also steer clear of the beaches for now and just try and stay indoors until the fumes pass. The blob is set to hit Florida, Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Anguilla, Barbados and parts of Mexico. So if you're in any of those areas, definitely take precautions. But the big question is, so why is this happening? What is this giant blob doing here? Well, unlike corals, this seaweed actually thrives in the warmer waters. So it is blooming like crazy and living its best life. And it it is actually providing a habitat for a lot of sea creatures. So it's not totally a bad thing, but it's resulting in a ton of the seaweed floating in the water and then washing up on shore, kind of temporarily ruining the beaches. Speaking of climate change, though, a new UN report just came out warning that the climate crisis will really be hitting a critical level at about 2030. You see, there are just major events like melting ice caps, for example, that just can't be undone. And once things like that are gone, 
they're gone and we're in a new phase of life on earth. So slowing things down between now and these thresholds is just totally vital or else life on earth is to become a lot more trying. The UN report asserts that we can slow this down or at least prevent the most catastrophic events, but it will require significant investment in both funding and effort. For our next story today, we are going over kind of a bunch of smaller stories that all sort of have to do with one theme, and I would call that a war on women. I know it sounds drastic, but at this point, we don't really have any choice but to call this what it is. It feels like a war on women. There are so many silly, insane things going down. Let's walk through the details. Okay, so I want to start with Florida. I'm literally shaking from researching this and it hurts me. But more than that, it makes me furious. The audacity. But here we go. The Florida House Bill 1069 would prohibit the discussion of periods for girls sixth grade and younger who not only need to be learning about their menstrual cycles, but they also may need to ask another girl for a tampon or a pad. I learned so much about what I know about periods from friends in school. It made it so much less scary and formed camaraderie among girls, which is really needed in the middle school years. So why are they doing this? Ah, why? Honestly, I don't have answers here for you guys. The conservative leaders who are championing and pushing this bill say that it is a reaction to the quote unquote woke ideology that is supposedly plaguing our country. But it is hard to connect little middle school girls asking one another for a tampon to being considered woke. And that's why it feels like a hashtag war on women. This bill doesn't serve a purpose or really solve a problem. And during a time of wars, financial collapse, and the existential threat of climate change, there are so many real problems that we could be working together to solve instead of trying to limit young girls' freedom of speech. I'm honestly shook from this, and the subject is just so ridiculous. The bill also limits students from talking about being trans, being gay, having STDs, HIV, or, quote, health education, end quote. You'd think they would have bigger fish to fry, but we'll have to wait and see if it even passes. We'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. For our next story on this subject, we have to go over to Wyoming. The irony of all ironies here. This is the state that was the first state to allow women to vote in the whole United States, but it has now outlawed abortion pills. This legislation has now been signed into law, so it is already happening. Unlike the piece of legislation we just discussed, These medications are approved by the FDA up to 10 weeks of pregnancy, so they're only for very, very early pregnancies. Wyoming is one of the states that immediately banned abortions following the reversal of Roe v. Wade. They do have exceptions for rape, incest, and pregnancies that are threatening the life of the mother. 
But as we know, this has deeply affected the safety of women who are pregnant because now doctors are afraid to perform potentially life-saving procedures because they're worried about being sued. As we've talked about on here before, these laws have not been very clear about what circumstances warrant a medically necessary abortion, so the doctors have been spooked. The crime of performing an abortion is a felony and could carry up to a $20,000 fine, so doctors are not taking this lightly. They're very hesitant in critical moments, and they're weighing whether or not they could defend their case in court when the life of a mother and sometimes the baby hangs in the balance. And that leads us to our next story. The maternal mortality rate in the United States has skyrocketed. In 2021, the number of American women who have died of complications of childbirth or pregnancy has gone up by 40%. There are now 32.9 deaths per 100,000 births. And those statistics, of course, tend to be far worse for women of color who face discrimination in the medical field routinely. The number of black mothers was twice as high at 69.9 deaths per 100,000. So the big question is, why are these rates going up so drastically? Well, experts are still looking into this drastic jump because, again, this is 2021. It was not in the peak of the pandemic. That said, researchers do believe that COVID cases were pulling attention away from pregnant women and other medical emergencies and just in general putting a strain on our healthcare staff and system at large. Infections, heart disease, and excessive bleeding were among the top killers. But suicide was also a major one right after giving birth as women still receive very little assistance after giving birth in the United States, especially compared to other Western nations. Europe, Australia, Canada, all these places provide resources like ample child care, mental health care, and extensive maternity leave. All these things are things that new mothers need. Germany even has a spa where women can check in for free after giving birth to help them recover both physically and emotionally and take a break from watching the baby. What hurts the most, though, especially as someone who was pregnant in 2021, is that 80% of these maternal deaths were deemed preventable. Just let that sink in for a second. 80% of these babies who will no longer have a mother could have had a mother. And those mothers will never get to watch their children have their first day of school or hold them when they're sick or watch them walk down the aisle. Not to mention partners and families are mourning the loss of a loved one all while trying to raise a child on their own to feel loved and secure. All of that was preventable. And to continue on this theme, obviously, this war on women is a global thing. It's not just affecting women here in the United States. And women around the world are fighting for basic human rights. In Iran, the stakes, as we know, are much higher. Five teen girls went missing just days after making a TikTok dance video to the song Calm Down by Rima and Selena Gomez. 
The next thing we know, these girls are popping up with a quote unquote apology video that would send shivers down your spine. It seemed extremely forced and honestly a little scary. You see, the video, the original one, violated a few different rules. Women in Iran are not allowed to dance in public and they are required to wear headscarves. Both of these rules were broken by the video. What's more, the girls were in crop tops, which is seen as improper by the conservative Iranian government. And lastly, the song choice almost seems to take aim at the government in a way, telling them to just calm down. After the girls came out with the apology video, we found out they had been jailed for days and were forced into confessing, quote unquote. They, the government there had basically gone on a manhunt to track down these five teenage girls. Obviously, in the apology video, they had headscarves on and long layered jackets so as to hide their form adhering to the conservative dress code. But little did the government know, they were lighting a fuse by forcing this apology video. It really pissed people off all around the world. And women all over Iran, and now, like I said, all over the world, have started dancing the same dance moves to the same song on TikTok to stand in solidarity with the girls and protest the IRGC. Essentially, the girls making that TikTok video and then getting arrested for it has lit a fire. So all in all, these are just stories that have come out in the past like week or so, all of them. And it's beginning to feel like a war on women. The fact that girls won't be able to talk about their period or access medical care, whether they're having a baby or not having a baby, or dance on TikTok wearing what they want. Women around the world are not feeling free or safe. Our rights continue to be limited, and until they're not, we'll never consider ourselves to be equals. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, true knowledge can exist in knowing that you know nothing. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.